Adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we, of course, are here to talk all about the CW's Superman and Lois television series in between seasons one and two. And we're going to finish up with a final look back at season one, along with some news here. It'll make it a nice trilogy of season one reviews. So jumping right in, fandom happened. If you missed it, you didn't miss much in terms of Superman and Lois. It was just a, about a three, three and a half minute video of a behind the scenes set tour. You can see it on YouTube or on the CW's Twitter or wherever. Elizabeth Tolick and Alex Garfin gave a tour of the Kent Farmhouse. Yeah, like you said, not a whole lot to take from it. It's cool to get this behind the scenes stuff. I I enjoy it. I, I know some people I've talked to, not necessarily about this exactly, but like other sort of behind the scenes things where you get to see the set and stuff. Some people say it kind of takes the magic away. So maybe don't watch this if, if that affects you that way. That I, That doesn't really bother me too much but it, it was cool to see this but nothing really to take away oh yeah I, I love seeing these behind the scenes look and it's just a fun little piece of marketing i wish they'd do more like this and the cast is really great and stuff like this so it comes off nice but it's cool to see bitsy and alex show stuff around see alex's real talents on the piano yeah there's the stairs to nowhere and not surprising uh, but the interior stuff is on stages that they confirmed the exterior farm stuff is actually at a farmhouse i'm assuming people aren't living there i don't know but yeah i think this was a cool fun little bit of marketing the only complaint is uh compared to last year's fandom in terms of managing expectations where there was a 20 minute panel that gave details and information on the season all that and that was even before they'd started filming uh whereas now they're into filming season two and didn't give us any information so i i understand people being let down when it comes to that yeah it's it's i wasn't expecting much uh but this if I'm honest, didn't meet those expectations. So <laughs> yeah, not, not a whole lot. Uh, it is, it does really highlight how I don't understand how TV shows or movies ever get made. Like who keeps track of all of this and make sure that it seems coherent when they're, they have to like, they're inside the Kent farmhouse and then they step outside. And that was probably like half an hour for them to drive from the set to wherever they film the outside stuff. But it seems like it's the exact same time. I don't know. It's magic. TV is magic. Yeah, it's like there are a lot of people who work on it, and a lot of money goes into it yeah. to <laughs> it's very make impressive. those things happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is cool. I like. I do like seeing this behind the scenes stuff. Elsewhere, the season one soundtrack has been released. This, of course, is music from composer Dan Romer, who did season one. Thirty-three tracks, ninety minutes. It's available on Spotify, YouTube Music, all those streaming services that I don't know much about. I know you can purchase it on Amazon. I don't know where else. Um, and there's no word yet on a physical release, but the, the digital soundtrack is out there. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I, I don't know if I've really looked into soundtracks for TV shows in the past, but I don't think they normally get released as like a whole separate physical release or not physical release, but a whole separate release. And they probably don't have 90 minutes of original music created for the TV show. Um, it's we've said it before that the soundtrack is very good. I think way better than I was expecting. I was expecting some, you know, not to be harsh, but generic CW music, but uh, there's a lot of unique stuff and a lot of memorable themes uh, from the soundtrack. So I was very impressed and it's cool to see it getting its own release. Yeah. I know the, some of the CW shows I've seen get digital and limited physical releases in the past. So I don't know if that's the case, but yeah, I think we we both liked the score, and I noticed a lot of things that I liked about it. 
But sometimes in the show, if a good score, you don't notice because it blends into everything yeah. that is going on. So it sort of supports the emotional moments or whatever the story is or what's going on with the characters. So it was nice to listen to this isolated and be like, oh, wow, you know, some more things stood out to me that I didn't necessarily explicitly notice mm-hmm. during the show. It kind of jumped out listening to it by itself. So I thought that was really cool. And it's you can tell it's like, oh, yeah, this really suits the mood. You can tell listening to it like, oh, yeah, that's when the stranger was really mad or other moments like that. They jump out and it's really cool to hear. I really liked who I was meant to be, which is the opening to the pilot, Mm -hmm. the uh, montage there going into the rescue and then a simpler life, which was, I think, played a couple times with on the Kent farm when they were doing little things, when they were packing up Mm -hmm. start of the episodes, packing up Metropolis house and moving those little things. Uh, I, I like both of those, but I think it's all pretty good. Yeah, those are great. And this is the exact sort of music that is great to listen to while you're working. If you're if you're able to listen to music, no words, some nice atmospheric music, and it'll just make you think of Superman and Lois, which will probably make you happy all day. So I recommend it. Also, the Blu-ray and DVD are now out. And we took a look at that. Uh, audio and video quality, I'll just say it looks great. If you've seen the 1080p versions on if you purchased it digitally voodoo or itunes or anything like that or streamed it on hbo max now or the cw's website i'm assuming that's in 1080p so this is looks at least that good or better because it's less compressed right so the video quality looks really good on a a bigger screen or 4k tv yeah i do wish there was a 4k release of this though but it looks really good and it's a, a three disc set um special features wise what we're looking at here there's not a ton Superman and Lois, The Legacy of Hope, that's the special that aired after the pilot on the CW. There's a 2020 DC fandom panel with Tyler Tyler Hecklin, Ditsy Tolick, Todd Helbing, and Jim Lee. The one real original piece, and I think we'd seen snippets of this before in, in promotional material before the show started, or at least shots of that from the interview, but there's Superman Alien Spirit. It's nine minutes around there with some, some staff members and cast on Superman and Lois. Yeah, there's interviews with Christy Korzik, Todd Helbing, Katie Aldrin, who's a staff writer, and then Tyler Hecklin, Betsy Tulloch, and Alex Garfin. Um, it's it's pretty similar to Legacy of Hope with kind of just giving some basic info about the characters, intercut with clips from the show, and explaining what their motivation was and what sort of stories they wanted to tell. But it's even shorter because it's only nine minutes. So it's it's kind of like a cut down version of that. It It seems like something they would record on a press junket and then release uh, to different places to, to cut up as they please and to, to use. Um, so I, I don't know. It was a bit disappointing. I was, I was hoping for more from this, but uh, there's, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's yeah. just, that's really the one new piece of special feature that came with it. So it just being nine minutes in a little bit surface level, uh, like we were talking about, it'd be cool to see more behind the scenes stuff or, that um and the other thing is never alone heroes and allies which is sort of all cw superheroes i'm sure it's on all the different blu-ray and dvd box sets for the shows all the other superhero shows and it's like a kind of a little hey why don't you watch all these other shows if you like superman and lois you'd like all of these shows yeah (laughs) we hope so buy them yeah i'm hoping maybe someday there will be a 4k release with some commentary and maybe a some sort of behind the scenes footage like that, like they did for Fandom. Uh, that would be great to have, you know, like a half hour or something of just walking around. You could even just take some stuff from Bitsy, like just let her walk around with her camera and point it at stuff. So. Yeah, well, that's kind of that's one of the reasons. Obviously, physical media is going down, uh, less popular, 
And so they don't put as much stuff into these. But also, uh, we kind of get behind the scenes special feature type stuff every day, yeah. just with what Bitsy Tolik or other cast members tweet out or put on Instagram or anything like that. So you get more like that. I'm still surprised audio commentaries have lost popularity because that's just so, those are some of the more entertaining and informative pieces of the show and really cheap and easy to do. Right. I mean, yeah. most writers would love to talk for 42 minutes about their episode or directors or cast members just sitting there. They're really cheap and easy to produce. I'd love a big in-depth making of documentary, all of that. But an audio commentary, you can get a lot of good behind-the-scenes information, and it seems really easy to do, but uh, hopefully in future seasons. Having said that, I do think this is a really good... I mean, this is the best way to watch the show, mm -hmm. quality-wise, the Blu-ray. Um, and these special features are nice. I just... I do, I do wish there was more of them. Yeah. All right. And to finish up our season one look back before next time, I, I'm guessing we're going to get into season two and what do we want to see for season two. Uh, we asked for some some feedback from listeners from on Twitter, what you thought of season one of Superman and Lois. So we've got quite a few responses and we're going to run through them now. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for getting back to us. Lots of lots of great stuff in here. Uh, we'll start it off with Halcyon Days, uh, Tyler Heck and Lovebot. Uh, as someone who's not seen much Superman-related media, I thought Superman and Lois Season 1 was a fantastic primer to the character. Beyond all that he symbolizes, and kudos to Tyler for his portrayal of the character, one thing that I loved about the show is that there's a wonderful human quality, uh, a wonderful human quality to it. I appreciate getting to see how even Superman still has his struggles when it comes to managing all these things that we to have to juggle. As for Lois, there's so much to say about what a fantastic job Bitsy Tulloch has done, and I could probably write an entire essay about it. Well, yeah, there is a lot to say about awesome Bitsy is, of course. Mm -hmm. But no, that's that's cool getting the feedback from a non-Superman fan or, or someone who doesn't know as much about Superman. Uh, it's curious to see what the show looked like through those eyes, because they didn't get heavy into the origin, the backstory of how they got there, but they touched on it briefly and efficiently with the time on what you needed to know about Clark Kent and Lois Lane up until present day. Yeah. And I think they're touching on something that really makes this show work so well is that Tyler Hecklin and Betsy Tulloch are fantastic actors. And it the show wouldn't work as well because I think they would have to rely more on the fantastical nature of being a superhero and big action pieces and stuff if you didn't have the acting chops that you have uh, helming this show. So the fact that they do have that and they can tell more human-centered stories like you're talking about, uh, I think really makes this show work in a special way. Ash M says, going to be honest, I thought the show was really good for the first half. After the reveal of Morgan Edge, it became just another CW show and became too cringy and over the top. It was best when it was grounded in the family drama. I'd say that's maybe slightly harsher than I would put it, but kind of, I, I can definitely understand where you're coming from. And I, I, I agree with the sentiment that the first half was my favorite half and it, it definitely was best when it was grounded in the family drama. So, uh, Morgan Edge was more meh for me than it was over the top and cringy. Yeah. Uh, respect your opinion. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't see it as cringy and over the top. And having seen pr almost everything CW superhero wise up to crisis, I don't think it felt quite like that. There were times, uh, similar things. I think that the end of the season was a little bit, everyone standing around talking about how, how to stop the bad guy, which is, uh, one of my least favorite parts of, of those CW shows. But other than that, I, I don't agree, but I do think the, the first half, obviously first six episodes really are one show or mm -hmm. set up for the series. And then the back nine really get into the story of the stranger and Morgan edge and all that. And, 
uh, it is a different show. The first six to the to the last nine, roughly, I would say. So I understand where you're coming from there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Cammy says, way better than I thought. I really wasn't feeling it before starting it, and some things actually bothered me a bit before even watching it. But once I started, I was completely hooked. And when it ended, I was like, what? No, I need more. Cannot wait for the new season. So I, I'm really glad to hear that it turned around for you, and maybe you had some reservations going into it. I was I was worried maybe the other way that I was too overhyped and I was setting my expectations too high. Um, but I I think it did a really good job of meeting those expectations and exceeding them in some places. So I'm I'm glad to hear that you ended up liking it so much and want another season because we do too. Careless Whisper said, honestly, amazing. Only thing I would change is an upgrade to Superman's suit. Yeah, I. I don't know. I wasn't bothered by his suit. I, I thought it looked pretty cool. It It is one of the like modern Superman suits that I know there's some mixed opinions about how much texture goes into it and what the materials look like, but I, I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, I, I think it looked pretty great most of the season. And bull suits, actually. Um, I think they were, I'm, I'm thinking there were small tweaks to the suit along the way as they figured out for practical reasons and whether it be comfort or just practicality of using it for Tyler. Uh, I think they needed to to tweak it but an upgrade to superman suit i wouldn't i don't need them to change it drastically like i'd maybe like a more pronounced s uh maybe a little bit brighter slightly brighter cleaner colors but other than that i think it's a perfectly suitable yeah good one uh charlotte around mccarthy said i knew from the start it was going to be special and awesome it's my one and only favorite superhero tv series for me tyler hecklin is my superman because he actually made me love and appreciate superman for who he is more than i ever have or did growing up really and that's that's quite a compliment for tyler hecklin and i think he he did do a great job especially as clark as showing the clark side of superman and uh also, you definitely need to shout out the writers and the producers. And, you know, obviously a big part of it is Tyler Heckley, Tyler Hecklin's acting, but he also has to work with what the writers have given him. And I think they did a really good job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot goes into making it. And it's cool to see new people coming in to, to Superman. Yeah. I always think that's cool to see. Percival Constantine says, absolutely amazing. Hecklin and Tolica are the Reeve and Kidder of the 21st century. And I was presently surprised at how much I enjoyed having them boys involved, something which I was iffy on going in. Again, glad to hear that it, it turned around. I, I I wasn't entirely sure what was going to happen because they were twins. Uh, but yeah, I think they did a great job. The, the chemistry between the boys is fantastic. And the storytelling that they did with them is really good. And I think they've, they've set themselves up to do a lot of really interesting stuff with them in uh, the seasons coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Between the boys and between Hecklin and Tolik, their chemistry, I've liked going back to the first time they showed up in elseworlds yeah eduardo riviera said loved it and i can't wait for season two and also i would love to see batman team up with superman uh i wouldn't hold your breath for that and i honestly i don't think i don't know if i'm in the same boat i don't i don't need or really want to see batman come into this i think there's plenty of room to tell superman stories and to have him be the the main focus and and center of it yeah i, I recently saw a superman franchise somewhat get taken over by Batman. So I don't I don't want that to happen. Uh, I don't think it's likely that Batman shows up unless in a real form in a huge meaningful way. A movie coming up doesn't do well, uh, which I'm not expecting. So I don't think that and I think they've kind of using John Henry in a something like a Batman right. role. Mm -hmm. And I don't uh, there's so many non superpowered characters I want to see in this that I, that I'd love to see before any other superhero show up. But if they did bring any superheroes, the a Batman or a Wonder Woman are the two that have been good friends with Clark uh, dating back many years. So if there's going to be one, I'd, I'd like to see them. Yeah. Either Batman or Wonder Woman. Yeah. And something we, we didn't see this season and we might not really see next season is 
a crossover where we get to see some of the, the other characters from the CW shows interacting a lot with uh, Superman and Lois. So there's there's a whole lot of characters there that uh, could be involved in some way. We did get John Diggle uh, towards the end of the season, but I, I'd be interested to see, you know, Flash show up in some way or have some of our, the characters go over to the Flash show for a bit. Jerry Klein says, I went in with high expectations based on Tyler and Bitsy's appearances on the other shows. I was in no way disappointed. I just have to wonder how they topped the first season. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. And definitely there's a lot to top. Uh, we've we've talked a whole lot about things we would change and maybe things we'd like to see in the next season. So I think just short answer, I think they could uh, maybe do something a little bit different than what they did with, with Morgan Edge towards the end of next season. Yeah, and I, I don't think they need to try to top the first season. Yeah. I mean, they, they obviously want to get better and, and make it better quality, but I hope they don't try to make it bigger and than a Kryptonian alien invasion. It's tough to get much bigger than that. So, you know, I hope they kind of maybe go back to basics and get a little more personal with whatever villains show up and uh, maybe build back up to a bigger invasion type threat. Yeah. Uh, Brandon James says it was incredibly, incredibly brilliant first season of the show. I had my concerns with it being on the CW as I've stopped watching most of the other shows. So I'm hoping it can pull off the same trick twice in its second season. Keeping most of the other CW characters out was a good call. I don't I don't know if keeping the other characters out really had that much of an effect on how good the, the series is. Um, and I don't know if keeping them out would necessarily make the second season better. I think it's just they told a really good story and they had really good actors and they uh, focused on really good storyline so I, I think they can do that with or without keeping cw characters in. and then like i said a couple questions ago i i would like to see them involved uh in a crossover or special episode of some kind um but it doesn't necessarily need to be in the second season yeah i, I do kind of like that it was work focused on establishing the world of the show instead of being too crossover heavy which part of that was just because they couldn't have a crossover but i do think it it worked out well in establishing all the characters and i'm not as anti-cw as uh, a lot of people are when it comes to the superhero shows, but I'm I'm glad it's working for people who don't you know like those shows necessarily. Yeah. D Jones says there's nothing about this show I do not like. Easily my fav- favorite show. Everything is executed on a level well beyond any other comic program and rivals most of the best programs out. The writing is exceptional. The directing and cinematography is epic, and the cast is perfect. Yeah, not not a whole lot to that about that. I, I agree. This. The show is really, really good, especially the visuals and the directing and the, the special effects, uh, the level of special effects they could achieve in this show is way beyond what I was expecting. And uh, it's I hope they can keep that up in the second season, but I, I don't see why not. I think technology is just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. Uh, Ken B says the authentic family dynamics were so well developed. It's been such a pleasure to see the characters show a range of emotions while showing the importance of family to keep it all grounded. I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, the family stuff was obviously big in season one. And as much as we like the superheroes and superhero action and Superman doing stuff, that's cool. But you have to care about all the characters involved to make it matter that Superman saves the day or, or whatever. So it's important to focus on all that stuff. So I am glad that worked for you. Yeah, and it's that's exactly what sold me on this show from the very beginning. That's exactly what I wanted to see. And I... I I'm very glad that they they kept that up and hopefully we'll keep it up in the second season. Uh, and Sandy replied to that and said, I agree. The only thing I would change slash address is Clark needs some quality time with Jonathan. And I, I do think that is true. There's there's a few different things that we were wondering about. You know, Jonathan didn't get to go to the fortress after after Jordan discovered that he had powers. 
uh, Clark got really excited because he didn't really have a way to connect with him before, and now he does. So I hope that he splits his time a little more evenly and gets to spend some more time with Jonathan. Although we did get to see Jonathan with uh, Lois a lot, which was cool. Yeah, I I agree. I hope some of that stuff comes back around with Jonathan. He kind of stinks that he didn't get to meet Jor-El, and Jordan did. There's not a real good reason. I know they were focused on the powers, so Jonathan didn't have to miss a day of school, but he should have. I think he should have been there, and he had just as much right to see Jor-El as Jordan did. So I think that's a big thing. Him not even having an ELT, even though, again, I'm not a Kryptonian doctor, but I think it's just as likely Jonathan heat visions a school in half yeah. tomorrow as Jordan. So, um, yeah, I think I hope that's done for specific story points and not just kind of Clark being a negligent father. Yeah. Uh, Martin Steiner said the best interpretation of the first superhero, great acting, great stories. Keep up the great storytelling. High praise. Definitely agree. Mike Obi-Wan said, I started off loving it, but then I stopped watching after the break. I don't know why. I don't know why either. You should watch the second half. (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate the honesty there. I, I get it. That was... That was not a great schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not necessarily anyone's fault. It's just a, a circumstances, but five weeks on and then seven weeks off and then some more stops and starts along the way. It was not ideal, especially starting at the end of February, going until August. Um, not an ideal schedule. We didn't touch on the ratings much because whatever reason, but you can see there was a huge, it was pretty steady the first five episodes. And then for people forgetting or dropping off it, losing, losing momentum, whatever, it never they were steady the rest of the season, but it never got to the heights of those first five season, five episodes. So it really hurt them. Yeah, it does stink. And I, I'm hoping that this has a strong, you know, I don't know what you would call it aftermarket or whatever, but of people being able to binge it now that the whole season is out. I hope uh, people do enjoy watching it that because rewatching it, not having to wait so long in between episodes, it, the stories really does work uh, pretty well together. Yeah. And again, the ratings are might not be, I think the extended episodes had something to do with that. So there's no reason to watch it live because you're only getting all of the story basically, but not entirely all of the story. So I'm the ratings are important, but it's much more important to see how the streaming numbers do on the CW app, how it does on HBO Max, how how Blu-ray and DVD sales and all of that matter too. Yep. Marco Callahan said Superman and Lois genuinely felt like these characters that I admire from the comics got brought to life. Every aspect of production stepped up to deliver one of the best shows this year. Again, very high praise. And yeah, I think I have very specific versions of Superman, Lois Clark that I like in my head, and they hit almost all of those points um, in the show. There's definitely some areas I wish they could focus a little bit more on getting to see Clark and Lois working together as reporters. But, uh, you know, the spirit and the kind of motivating factors for these characters that I've always enjoyed from my favorite stories from comics, it definitely seems like they've they've followed those and hit those notes in the show pretty well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with all that. Franchise Z4L says, I loved how it focused around Clark and Lois and the family while Superman got to be Superman. Great action, great family moments. I can't wait till season two. Yeah, not a whole lot to add to that. Just again, definitely agree with you. Jeff and Jack said, one of the best first seasons of any show ever. The cast had great chemistry and the stories were well written. That's true. This is, this is a pretty big cast. There's a lot of different, you know, you could almost say main characters and they all, for the most part, Part, get pretty good amount of screen time together and they all have really good chemistry with each other uh the Cushing family ended up being a lot more interesting than I thought they were going to be and I really liked all of their different relationships with kind of intertwining with the town and with the Kent family so uh, I definitely agree there uh, I I do as well and I always talk about how there's more characters from the comics I'd like to see but the way uh, these characters were written was well done within the 
within the show. Bit of Every Fandom says, Amazing, one of the best shows in the Arrowverse, literally movie-level movie quality, just insane. Again, touching on those special effects, and directing, and writing, and everything. Everything really did come together very well, which is, you know, impressive in its own right. But during a global pandemic, and with all the extra precautions and safety measures that they were following, and uh, delays to production, and just everything that takes more time, uh, all that more impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a consistent thing. Everybody seems to talk about how great the show looks, uh, the special effects and everything like that. So cool to see that. That worked for most people. Yeah. Joe and PSU Fan 5 uh, are both touching on uh, Lex Luthor, John Cryer's version of Lex Luthor, uh, saying they need to bring him back. He's a fantastic Lex, just needs better writing because they're talking about him not being on the show. Uh, I would love to see him on the show. And I was disappointed that they kind of talked about Lex Luthor and pretended the Irons was him for a little bit. Uh, but I don't need him to be in the first season. Um, it, it would be cool if he shows up at some point. I don't even need him in the, in the next season. I just, it would be weird if we got to the end of, you know, if we're in season 25 of this show and we still haven't seen Lex Luthor, that would be a little strange. 25. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I've always, always say um, I wouldn't want Lex to be the big bad in season one or even season two. But it would be weird to go however many seasons the show goes, two, three, four, five, whatever, and not have Lex Luthor in it. And I don't know what he's been up to since Crisis. Uh, last I knew of Crisis, he was a, a good guy to the public and doing whatever. There was a couple name drops from of him, and, but it would be really weird to never see on the show. I think, they, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd like to see him show up in some capacity somehow. And it's really a chance to see, well, again, we don't know because of Crisis, but a uh, a Lex, a Lois, and a Clark who have real experience around each other, who have had a lot of battles in the past and have history, which we just haven't seen much of and experienced Superman. Lex relationship, like a little bit in Superman 4. There's actually some cool stuff in Superman 4 between Superman and Lex. There's a little bit at the end of Lois and Clark when Lex returns, but we haven't seen that where they've just had years and years of history. Uh, so I think it would be a great opportunity to bring him in somehow. Yeah leaving for a while says haven't watched it yet was waiting for season one to finish and be on the streaming service to watch it on not sure what country you're in but it's on hbo max and mini check it out there barnas frid said it was fantastic it had the reeve charm with film effects aliza froez says i think it was great actually best superhero show for a long time congrats to the casting director the four family members have an awesome chemistry yeah a couple people have touched on that and definitely definitely had great chemistry yeah from the start they were really a believable family uh, that they uh that tyler and bitsy were their parents and that the boys were brothers and all of that i think it came off as genuine yeah sabic said great show good plot all the actors were amazing excited for season two sir martin says don't know it's not it's not on the in the uk yet i don't know what um if they haven't had a release date if they're not doing it is hbo max in the uk yet i don't know i don't know if they're saving it for an hbo max exclusive or what um, I think you can, WB Blu-rays are usually region free, so you could import it. I don't know if it's available digitally to buy, but yeah, it's weird. I haven't seen anything on a UK release yet. And Sandy said, I was skeptical as I see Lois and Clark as the best Superman show, but I quickly became obsessed. Superman and Lois is amazing with great writing, storylines, and cast. The show easily can become a huge hit with endless possibilities if it continues to produce high quality episodes. And yeah, Lois and Clark are pretty big shoes to fill. They... Uh, and it definitely does, I mean, this doesn't replace it or anything like that, but uh, it's definitely in the kind of lineage of that. And this, this show is great in its, in its own right. 
And yeah, I I think this show, it does have something really special that I think maybe if there's probably a lot of people who don't even know that it exists and would really like it if they watched it. So hoping that it can kind of spread by word of mouth and get some of the recognition that I think it deserves. Yeah, and it's, it is weird how narratively, if you focus on the family stuff, how it, if you watch the finale of Lois and Clark, where they find or dropped off a baby, if you watch that, the finale, and then go right into Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then into the show, how narratively it kind of fits in that way and can you sing on. Obviously, very different shows focus on very different aspects of the characters, but it does kind of have some similarities there. Yeah. Trekopedia says, I love the show and all the Easter eggs and mentions were awesome. I can't wait for season two. Yeah, I, I think they could probably even ramp up the Easter eggs, uh, but that's just me wanting a ton of comic references in it. it. I guess it's probably easy to go overboard, so I think they did a, a good job of balancing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a balance um, there. I'm, I'm getting, I'm going the other way. I'm like getting sick of Easter eggs if it's not, if it's just like surface level yeah. and, and not going to show up in a meaningful way. Uh, if you like name drop a company and that company never appears or a character or anything like that, it's more frustrating almost than, but, but generally I like Easter eggs and think they do a good job with it. Yeah. Ryan L said, don't hate me, but I still have three episodes to watch. Don't worry. We don't hate you. Just watch those three episodes, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just watch it. <laughs> Malik Arrowverse number one fan says generic, but pleasing to see Arrowverse Superman lore being explored because we barely know his history. Uh, I agree with the second part. Not so much with the first part. I, I think this show's not too generic. Maybe, I guess, maybe there is an argument to be made about the second half once the, it does turn a bit more generic, but I think the first half is really something special and unique uh, that we haven't seen in these shows. But yes, it is. It's cool to to get more history and backstory about this version of Superman, uh, even if maybe it's a little bit messy because of Crisis and different Earths and stuff, and we still don't know a whole lot about that, but it, it's great to just get more stories surrounding these characters yeah that's something i'm surprised on we still don't know a ton of the history between lois and clark meeting and clark becoming superman to present day and that's something i hope they touch on more in the future with flashbacks or whatever um generic but pleasing i haven't seen full disclosure i haven't seen many new superhero shows in the last few years you know the market's kind of flooded with them uh but it didn't seem generic in that way maybe a little bit like I, like we said and towards the latter half of the first season i thought it felt unique and did not generic. yeah marie say love loved it so much heart and avoided using easy story points for drama's sake acting writing cinematography etc all worked favorite show in a long time and i think you bring up a good point they they dealt with some pretty heavy topics during this season and i think for the most part they they handled it really well and they didn't just use them as cliches or to just try to tug on heartstrings just for the the point of it uh so i i think they did a good job handling that and i think it that really reflects well on the the writing staff yeah absolutely most of the stuff was most of the emotional stuff was established previously jordan's issues or things like that the one that wasn't i guess was uh lois and natalie but i think that's all well explained and earned within the episode and it doesn't feel just like fake drama. So, um, yeah, I agree with all that. Yeah. Ali Million says, love it, and kids love it. And Sayem Din says she loves it as well. So, yeah, glad to see some more love for her. And I think the show does work, like we we just said, got done saying there's some heavy topics, but I, I think it does work for, for kids, you know, if they're, I don't know, 10 or older. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to put an age on it. Maybe don't quote me on that, but I think it, it definitely does work for kids. Yeah, it's always tough to say what age, you know, this is 
accessible for. PSU Fan 5 says one of the best first seasons of any show I've seen in the last 10 years. Very high praise. Well, it's the first one (laughs) to star Clark Kent and Lois Lane in 10 years, so that automatically puts it number one, right? Yeah. (laughs) And Omsicon said amazing. Carmel Club Soda said freaking amazing, so kind of one-upping you there. Uh, Yeah, both both agree with you there, though. Amazing. Yeah, another another complaint that it hasn't aired in the UK. They need to figure that out. Uh, Nay says good season finale was kind of disappointing and quite forgettable. Again, kind of. I think that is. It might be the majority opinion that the the second the second half towards maybe just final third, whatever you want to call it, the ending was not as strong as the beginning of the show, and I I think I can agree with that. Yeah, I think the the finale is hurt by the multiple endings in the last several episodes to the Tauro storyline. So it's kind of like, okay, are we done? Are we done? When when are we done? Uh, a little bit that hurts it. A few more people talking about the UK. Uh, then Ryan Craig says it's one of the best new shows of the year. I love the family dynamic, how it breaks the mold for Arrowverse shows and shows that Superman is not boring. Well, there's lots of things we'll show that <laughs> Superman is not boring. I have a list if you need it. But specific thing. Javerlin Javerlin says Superman and Lois is the best show CW has put out since Arrow season one. It does not suffer from the problems of other DC shows. And it's as if the creators went and actually wanting to make something good and not wanting to ponder to a micro non-existent audience. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming most people who make a TV show want to make something. So uh, it's an eight out of 10 show. Yes. Yeah. Glad you liked it that much. And yeah, this is, it is something uh, definitely kind of unique uh, versus some of the other CW shows. Uh, Jamper says a thousand times better than CW Supergirl. She's written as weak as possible. So her team is always saving. Wonder if that's HBO influence. Can't nerf your lead every episode. Uh, <laughs> that's a little harsh uh, against Supergirl, but uh, that is something it does highlight kind of a point that I think I like about this. The Superman is he's really established. He knows what he's doing and he does. He has people helping him and he needs the help of his family and uh, Sam Lane and everybody around him in the the city of Smallville. Uh, but that being said, he is super experienced and knows what he's up to. Yeah. And and that's not just a, I understand the criticism. That's not just a Supergirl thing. That's yeah. the Flash arrow after, I mean, even starting in season one going on and, and same thing with all those other shows. They need ensembles for practical reasons on a TV show to have different characters uh, fill up screen time. And you can't just have one character as much as we might like it. You can't just have one character on screen for 42 minutes. So they need to do that. Um, I think, again, other than my complaints about later in the season where it was everybody standing around in the tent trying to figure out how to stop Tao, I think they did a good job of showing Superman, not that he doesn't need that. Obviously, he needs all those other people, Lois and General Lane in different ways, and they can help him in different ways. But if there's a, a bank heist in a different country, boom, he's there in a second and can do that. You know, he can stop that. He can take care of that. And so I hope they strike a right balance with showing Superman as a good experienced hero able to do things on his own with um you know consulting with others when necessary yeah william blake said the season was great i'm most looking forward to seeing more john henry irons in season two perhaps a spinoff my major issue was that i would like the character arc of john to be improved he's the best part of the show but i don't like the story don't like where the story is going with tegan cut her out uh, i agree with you that john henry is john henry irons is great and i i wouldn't be opposed to a spinoff i i don't need it to happen right now i think they could take some time and maybe do that after we see a little bit more of him and natalie uh in season two um i I don't know where the show's going with tegan and jonathan it's i mean it's teenager uh teenager love it's it's complicated it's messy i don't know that much about her we haven't seen that much with her so i'm not too too concerned about it yet yeah they haven't done a 
ton yet. It's, you know, they've had a couple, only a couple of real conversations. So I don't know. Uh, I'm not ready to judge that yet. Um, John Henry Irons, perhaps a spinoff. I think a spinoff could work, could be cool. Uh, because I don't know how long term we were just talking about how we like seeing Superman do stuff on his own. So I don't want it to be a, as much as I like John Henry Irons, I don't want it to be a straight team up show where the two of them are doing everything together and, and that kind of thing. I want Superman to have his own adventures too. So again, something they, I hope they strike a right balance with going forward and maybe a spinoff is a, is a good way to solve that, to see more John Henry, uh, while also not making this a full ensemble superhero show. Yeah. And lastly, Lewis just says perfect. <laughs> it's good. Good note to end it on. <laughs> yeah. So lots of lots of responses. And oh, thanks to everybody who wrote in. We respect everybody's uh, opinion and, and really appreciate it. Even if we don't agree with you, uh, it's cool to see different thoughts and, and feedback and all of that. But it sounds like most most people were very positive, And that's one thing about the show. Yeah. From critical and audience responses, it seems to have been quite good. Yeah, I think. There is definitely a, a consensus that this the show was good, and I'm I'm glad to see that because I had really high expectations going into it, and I think they they met a lot of those by focusing so much on on the family aspect and uh, the relationship between all those characters. So I yeah, can't wait for season two. All right, well that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon. <laughs>